Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. How many times a day do you hear, Ma'am, Dad, can I have a treaty? <laughs> a treat. A uh, treaty would suggest that maybe it's some kind of a... <laughs> Ma'am, can I have the Lisbon treaty today? <laughs> Navigating the whole world of sweets and goodies can be tricky for parents and now there's a new campaign hoping to help us all start taking a step towards a healthier family lifestyle. Dr. Coleman Noctor is a child and adolescent psychotherapist. He's here to chat about the START campaign. Good morning, Coleman. Good morning, lads. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing good. We're dying to talk to you, actually, because obviously we're both parents. We've got seven kids between us. And uh, the old world of treats and, you know, you, you try the treat Friday oh. and that sort of <laughs> starts early on a Wednesday and continues through the weekend. And it's just a hard one to navigate because you don't want to be constantly saying no. It's exhausting. Um, but how can we do this a little bit better? Yeah, I think circumstance hasn't helped us either. I think the last two years, uh, the treat press became the only source of joy, really, uh, <laughs> when everything was locked down. And I think we kind of leaned on it a little bit to placate children, to entertain them, to reward them, to compensate them. And this, the data would actually show that. that we, there was a study done over four weeks of shopping, and it found out that families were paying about €750 Euros on the full shop and 160 of that, which is 21%, was on biscuits, crisps and chocolate. Um, so is that, is that a month? 160 euros a month on biscuits? A month, yeah. So That's a it, lot. It's kind of compared to 6.6% of fruit and 5% of vegetables. So it means that, that our diets are moving much more towards that because that was done in 2019 and the fruit and veg was up around 17% and the the, the sweet foods were down around 18 or 19 percent so it just says that that our, our dietary habits are moving more and more towards kind of convenient confectory salty fatty foods and maybe less on the other side of things and it's really just i, I think probably we have to take stock and see you know just how much because i think when you see it all piled up you know in any of these documentaries yeah. you know this is what you've had a month you kind of crikey i didn't realize it was that much whereas if you just said yes to the three press three times in the day. It doesn't seem that it's that much. But um, I mean, all of this has an impact on children's functioning. You know, so, you know, when they come back from a party and they're contrary and everything, we just put it down to tiredness. But some of that is because they're loaded up on sugar all day. And, you know, that it affects their sleep, it affects their mood, their tantrums, all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's probably one of those things that we don't pay enough attention to as a variable. Yeah, in terms I, of their well-being. I would like to put it out there, uh, given that we have the National Airways here, that goodie bags at parties are a terrible <laughs> idea, right? Because you've already filled the kids full of whatever they've had at the party. You've already you've gone out and spent all the money you've had to spend on the cakes and the buns and the balls of jellies on the table and the bouncy castle, whatever. We don't need to add to the a the expense and b then the absolute like nightmare children were getting back because on the drive <laughs> home from the party they've eaten four packets of crisps, six bags of jellies, and then they're gone. I'm not giving any to my brothers. <laughs> I ate everyone. It's just such it's, a nightmare. It's, 
it's the childhood equivalent of one for the road. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's that one. <laughs> yeah, it that is. Yeah. But um, and then again, you have you know the keeping of the Joneses of their bag last time was this size. We have to get a bigger mm. bag to send them home with. So yeah, yeah. I agree one hundred percent. You know, well, actually, having said uh, that, I, if you were leaving a house, uh, Coleman Nocter, uh, you know, leaving the house, uh, if you had an adult party, no one's going to hand you a six pack as you go home. <laughs> like, so why are we doing it to the kids? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. They've already had enough. Yeah, and I'm yeah, not sure. No, and, and again, it's 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 not about good and bad foods. It's about good and bad amounts of food. Mm. You know, so I don't believe any child should have a donutless life. That's not what I'm saying. But it is about being able to spot the moderation piece. And sometimes we get down that road of good food and bad food and all that sort of stuff. It's actually good and bad amounts of food. And yes. it's not actually about weight. It's about well-being and health and their their general demeanor. And, you know, we've all had that car journey home. And, and again, you know, when they come in and the three siblings see them with the goodie bag <laughs> and the war that goes on after that. it's uh, Okay, okay well then, as a child and adolescent psychotherapist, how mm. do we move away from, as you said, the burgeoning situation where, where, where we're spending even more of a higher 21% of our monthly shop now is on these treats. How do we say no to the kids? How do we move away from this? And what do we even tell ourselves from a psychotherapist's point of view uh, to, to help us you know, navigate this move? We need to go back towards the fruit and veg and the, the everything else. Yeah, well, I'm going to blow your mind with some deep psychological stuff with, mm-hmm. by saying buy less. You know? <laughs> right. Um, uh, and I, I think that is, it, if it's not in the cupboard, if it's not in the press, then it isn't there. And that's the first way you try and shape culture. But if you're trying, I mean, again, trying to have a conversation with children around trying to pitch a healthy diet to them rather than seeing it as something that you're denying them. You know, like we go out and buy hundreds of euros on Ronaldo boots so that they can play sport better, but we actually don't look after their diets during the week, which would probably help their performance a lot more, do you know? Mm. So from the point of view of trying to pitch it that way, I think everyone has to row in. You can't say, you know, eat up your porridge while I have a packet of crisps. I think we have to mirror that as well. Um, and adults maybe are going to the treat press more in the last couple of years than, than children are too. But also, again, it's trying to get the, the grannies and the extended family and the, and the other people on board who maybe are the treat smugglers. You I'm know, glad you mentioned them. that because one thing that has <laughs> often struck me is really strange, Coleman. And I look, I, I coach kids, football teams. I coach under eights and under tens, boys and girls, whatever. Uh, and I've been in the club for a long time. And every time there's an event, you know, and be it in mini leagues or you know, the end of season or whatever it is, or in schools as well, you know, when it's the end of thing, it's like the def- the default is goodie bag, jellies, you know, like, and say, for example, in the sports situation, as you said, you're trying to get them to do sport because obviously there's loads of benefits like playing in a team and all that. But also there's a physical benefit to getting out and being active. But then the reward for that is always a bag of jellies. It just seems like such a contradiction. Yeah, and you know it'd be really convenient if we gave consistent messages to children, but we don't. Uh, but but again, I I think from the point of view, and again, it's not about uh, like we do create emotional relationships with food. If you get food as a reward all through your childhood, or as a comfort, or as a compensation, you're going to carry that into adulthood. You know, I'm going to come out of work and go, I had a tough day. I'm going to have a McDonald's. I deserve it. You know, so there's a kind of a those relationships are much more. The hardwiring, a childhood lasts a lifetime, basically. Mm. And when you have children, we're creating relationships with sugary foods or, or salty foods or whatever it is. And we're creating, at what point do you associate that with? So do you reach for the treat cupboard when 
you and that's where you have comfort eating and it's where we develop kind of associations with unhealthy relationships of food into adulthood. So I do think there's a responsibility on us to try and manage that a little bit better. But I think from the treat point of view, start where you're at. If your children have five treats a day, it's not about going, right, we're going to have one every Friday and that's it. Maybe try and reduce it to four, reduce it to three. You're gradually right. over time. You, know, you can start swap, where you're at. You can swap you know? things in and out, can't we? I mean, so you, they still get a sense of reward. So maybe it's a fruit, you know, a plate of fruit, or maybe it's uh, cheese and crackers instead of uh, Snickers mm. or whatever. Yeah. And I'd be a sucker for, you know, if a child comes to me and says they're hungry, I would find it very difficult to turn them away. I think I know it in myself. I get hangry and all that sort of stuff. But if you had the option of yogurt or crackers or something like that, they might just give you a face the first few times. But after a while, then that just becomes what you get. Do you know, yeah. culture, as I say, cultures take time. You You expect... They've disgruntled faces for a while while you're instituting it, but then it just becomes the norm uh, and they habituate to it mm. well. Um, there's a website, isn't there, makeastart.ie, where parents can go to get support and practical tools. Because I know, uh, as parents, as Dermot, as Dermot mentioned, we are, and lots of people listening are as well. Like, you do need those supports and resources, and, and seeing it written down in black and white kind of puts it into your brain a little bit more than, yeah, God, I, I must do that now. But then you're at home and the stuff is in the press and all the rest. Yeah, the make a start that I has loads of practical advice on it, but also, I mean, I think parents are thinking, am I doing the right thing, or, or you know, can someone? What I'm saying to you is, if you are reducing your treats, although it, you may be an unpopular figure for a while, it is helping them in the long run, mm-hmm. and it is again, it's not about a, a treatless life, but it's just about managing it, bringing it back down to something that's much more moderate uh, and you know you're giving them a skill for life and you might you might see a, a, an improvement in the tantrums the the crankiness the nighttime routines um because i think we do underestimate the diet influence on our mm. just general demeanor well, you know i would also suggest that many of these treats are bought with the children in inverted commas in mind <laughs> but actually it's mammy and daddy <laughs> using the kids as an excuse to have some you know, more club milks or <laughs> Mars bars or Chris or whatever it happens to be in the cup. It isn't just the kids eating that stuff, put it that way. Der- Der- I think you're a victim of going for a Freddo at night time. I, uh, <laughs> oh, listen, whatever's there, man, whatever's there. <laughs> yeah, it definitely happens. One of the other things, actually, very quickly before you go, Dr. Nectar, Dr. Nectar is uh, older kids who have access to their own money. How do you control them? And like, I often get a notification on my phone. Your son has spent some amount of money in Spar. And I grab him after and go, what did you buy? Oh, I bought a chicken filler roll and an apple. <laughs> no, you didn't. You had a can of monster and six packs of Haribo. I know you did. But like, that, that's a difficult one to navigate as well as they get a bit older. Yeah, again, you're just trying to pitch the health sides of that. I mean, again, start early. And then by the time those six and seven year olds are 15 and 16, they might be better able to make healthier choices. Yeah. But, you know, again, we're, we're, I also think it's important. We're working against huge, huge marketing campaigns. Like the, the portion sizes of chocolate bars, everything has gone share size. Yeah. And like, you know, it's all about the big, mm-hmm. massive bag of this and the big, massive chocolate bar that's the size of your arm. And, you know, if we normalize, if, if the industry normalizes that, then we normalize it too. Like take those big cans and things like that. Well, that's a normal amount of that stuff. You decide what's normal and moderate. Don't let the industry decide that for you. you know? Yeah. Dr. Coleman, Dr. Child and Adolescent Psychotherapist and uh, representative of the brand new START campaign. You can find it on makeastart.ie. Thanks so much for chatting to us about that today.
Pleasure, lads. Thanks a mil. Take Thanks, care, Colin. See you. Bye bye. What do you think? 087 4100 Have you found a way to reduce the amount of treats? I'd love to know if anyone has any practical solutions on 087 4100 I remember being on a plane one time and uh, it was just that point where everyone's trying to get sat down so the plane can take off. And mm. there was like a four year old absolutely freaking out at the front of the plane and just going mad. And the parents were like, Will you sit down? Will you sit down? Forget your seat. What's wrong with you? And the kid had a packet of Mentos in each hand. <laughs> like, had a packet of Mentos with a Mentos chaser. And you're, you're wondering why he won't sit in the seat. <laughs> Guys, he's high. <laughs> so give him six Jaeger bombs and wondering why he's suddenly excited. Like. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today FM. You're finally thinking about changing your windows and doors, transforming your house into a warm, light-filled home. At Fairco, that's just what we do. Our new Hamptons handmade range of windows and doors offers incredible style with added security for peace of mind. And we take great pride in our bespoke service from first consultation to hassle-free installation. So, why wait any longer? Drop into our Fairco showrooms in Deansgrange and Santry or visit fairco.ie.